What Everybody is Saying by Joe Navarro. One sentence summary. What Everybody is Saying is an ex-FBI agent's guide to reading nonverbal cues, which will help you spot others' true intentions and feelings, even when their mouths are saying something different. My favorite quote from the author is, The problem is that most people spend their lives looking but not truly seeing. Or, as Sherlock Holmes declared to his partner, Dr. Watson, you see, but you do not observe. Joan Navarro. I got this book a few years ago and it's been a huge eye-opener. After coming to the US from Cuba at age 8, speaking no English at all, Joan Navarro taught himself the art of body language. Not being able to understand his peers didn't keep him from making friends, and reading nonverbal cues stuck with him all his life. He spent 25 years at the FBI as an agent specializing in counterintelligence and behavioral assessment. After retiring, he started speaking and writing books about body language, and this is his most famous one. Here are three things you should take home from it. 1. At least 60% of what you say is not coming out of your mouth. 2. There's one more option next to fight or flight. 3. To become a master at reading body language, you have to develop situational awareness. Want to become a master spy or even just read people like books? Let's go! What everybody is saying, lesson 1. At least 60% of what you say is not coming out of your mouth. This answers the question, how much of our language and communication is nonverbal? The numbers often vary, which is why I'm lowballing it here. I remember the opening scene from Hitch the Date Doctor, where Will Smith says that 60% of communication is body language while 30% is tone. Some studies agree on those numbers, others include tone in those initial 60%, so it's hard to say. However, a very safe bet to make is that more than half of what you say does not come out of your mouth. Joe describes human communication as a complex puzzle and the words we use are just a small part of the big picture. When you think about it, he's right. The example he makes is that two complete strangers can become friends without ever exchanging a word, which is a process he went through multiple times when coming to the US as a kid. Or consider Chris Hughes who used a simple gesture of respect to let him and his team walk away from an Iraqi ambush unharmed. We often don't understand what other people's bodies are trying to tell us because we're not good at reading them. But when we do, we can be sure what we find out is the truth. Nonverbal cues are a lot more reliable than words because we're trained to adjust speech and even truth to the situation from a young age, but can't get rid of our deeply rooted ancient physical behaviors. What everybody is saying, lesson two. There's one more option you can take next to fight or flight. This answers the question, what other responses than fight or flight does our body have to stress situa situations? The reason it's next to impossible to suppress our body language, have you tried not touching your face or neck when you're stressed for example, is because it's rooted in our limbic brain. Joe calls it the honest brain, because the reactions from it are instant and pure. The limbic brain was responsible for getting us safely to the next cave the second we saw a lion thousands of years ago which is why it's always on and can't afford to have us thinking things through. You've probably heard of this before as fight or flight response. But actually, that's only two-thirds of the equation. Joe says there's another part of this response, the freeze reaction. And it actually comes before flight, 
which actually fight with actually fighting being our last resort. Lots of animals freeze in place when a predator is about to sneak around the corner, because movement attracts attention. By remaining silent, the predator might pass by and let them go unnoticed. Remember when people try to stay still in Jurassic Park? That's the freeze response in action, and people still resort to it today in extreme situations. Some students survived the Virginia Tech shooting simply by playing dead. Try to catch yourself the next time you freeze because you got caught in the act somehow and you'll see the power of your limbic brain. What everybody is saying, lesson 3. You have to develop situational awareness if you want to master the art of reading people. This answers the question, what is the most important precondition of becoming a good body language reader? So much for the basics, but how do you become good at this thing? As usual, there's no shortcut to success. Practice, practice, practice. The thing you have to develop is called situational awareness. It means to have as many details at hand as possible in any given situation. Don't look down. Do you know what F8 does on your keyboard? No worries. No one does. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. You practice it by focusing on your surroundings and the people around you being very present but not sticking out like a sore thumb. Don't stare, be subtle, but try to pick up on cues and details. In order to know when someone's behavior is off, you first have to know what their behavior is like when it's normal. On a side note, Brad McKay published a guide on how to develop the situation awareness of Jason Bourne, which is a good starting point. Steve Camp from Nerd Fitness also has a guide on Bourneifying yourself. By becoming a constant observer, you can assess the normality of any situation and quickly tell when things go wrong or feel off, because other people's behavior will give away their true intentions. My personal takeaways from what everybody is saying for 2017. I feel like this year I started hitting my stride with reading body language. I, I mean, it's been getting better ever since I had the book, because I just started paying more attention to it over time. I'll admittedly be the first to say that there were very few occasions where I consciously practiced it and said like, okay, let me do this exercise. But just from having the concept in my head over time, um, I feel that's been really powerful. So fun fact, first of all, um, when I first started writing and I published my first real like how-to blog post, a big one about how to Google, I sent that to 100 people via email and Joe Navarro was one of them for some reason. Um, and he actually said, oh yeah, I like the post. Uh, I said, I'm a fan of your broken stuff. And he tweeted out the post. Um, I saved that tweet. I still have it today. Um, just a kind of fun side note. Um, I have a couple add-ons to this stuff. Okay, first of all, to the 60% is not coming out of your mouth thing. So some of the things uh, you can observe here, some interesting things are, of course, first of all, your very own body language. So as I said, it's very, when you're stressed or thinking about something, and this is something I've really been noticing this year, is when I'm writing and I'm like in the midst of it and I'm writing a long, complex, hard, hard post and I know I'm working on something that's going to push me to the next level of writing, um, I find myself a lot, um, what is that, like uh, wiggling my, my leg. So it's like I'll have my foot set on the floor and then just move it up and down, right? Kind of like a jackhammer or something. Um, so I do that a lot. 
um i also this is also when i bite my nails the most um or when i i don't know i touch my head i touch my forehead i touch my neck i lean back in my chair and stretch so i do all these kinds of things to take the mental stress of processing the words and arranging them in paragraphs and everything like that and thinking about what i'll say next so to speak or write next and i tr transform that i channel that into physical movement right so because I'm sitting in my chair for hours on end and just writing, typing away at the keyboard, of course we want to move. And so somehow that energy has to go somewhere. And I notice now like it goes into these, these bodily reactions. Um, so that's, that's a very uh, interesting nonverbal thing. Um, the other thing you can observe with other people is they do the same. So uh, things like uh, touching your, touching the front of your, front of your neck or it's like your throat right touching your throat or your chest cell area is usually a sign of worry or fear um, then there are pacifying behaviors like the ones i just mentioned like you touch your forehead or you bury your hands in your face um, uh, your face in your hands sorry the other way around or you touch your your neck or something like that these are usually and you have a kind of stroking motion these are usually motions to relieve stress because this, the touch on your skin feels good, right? It resembles another person touching you, like a hug or something. And you do that to yourself to release stress. Um, so there's a ton of these. But in order to, to get them and see them in yourself and others, you first have to develop this situational awareness. Um, before that, a word on the freeze response. There's a good thing about the freeze response. And that is that Kelly McGonigal called this in the willpower instinct the pause and plan response because what the freeze moment allows you to do is you might literally freeze in terms of what your body does but in your brain what happens is you get a second to pause before you react to a situation right that might even be something a person said or something you heard a noise an event a piece of news you got and you have a chance in your head when you realize oh my god i'm frozen oh my god, I have this pause moment, you can pause and you can change your reaction to it, right? So when initially you open up a rejection letter from a publisher, you might look at it and go like, fuck! You, with a freeze response, what you can do is you can hold it, you can realize like, shit, I've been rejected, like, that feels bad, okay. But with that freeze response, you can take a step back and say, okay, I know like what my reaction would be, like usually I would freak out, but now that I know like this is what's going on, I can decide to do something else to just throw the letter away right away and move on, right? So that's a very powerful tool mentally. Um, again, Kelly McGonagall, the willpower instinct, you'll learn more about that. And lastly, situational awareness. Uh, the reason I said I feel I've been getting better at this, uh, I have two examples from last week. There was a very um, sketchy looking person on the subway train um, and I couldn't help but but feel like this person was like up to something for some reason because he was acting very stressed and very unusual and the way he, like he, he clutched uh, his back or whatever it was and he was touching his face all the time and so he was really looking but at the same time he looked kind of, I, I can't put my finger on it right but for, for some reason like something was off about this guy and I thought, hmm, well, like 90% chances nothing will happen before I get off my stop. But for the 10% chance, I was like, let me switch carts. So I actually got off on one stop, got out the door and went in, in the door on the next wagon. 
um and i feel good about that because like i just listened to my body because i observed another person's body language and that wasn't right and i felt it and i could adapt to this to it in the situation um another example was just yesterday ago a friend came to the study room he sat a few tables across and he had gummy bears and i was writing i was typing away and then he threw one of his gummy bears uh, gummy bears in my direction for me to catch it and eat it so he was just passing it on to me across a few tables but like instinctively i just like i opened my hand and i caught it like even though i was writing at the time and that's the kind of awareness you want to have where you like even when you're not directly focused on it you're taking in your surroundings and you're realizing what's going on around you so that you can change and quickly adapt on a dime um, when the situation changes all right enough rambling about that i think it's an awesome concept you can tell from me sharing so much about it i love it um, just pay attention to your surroundings start small memorize some stuff you see um, try to notice things And I hope this will be a helpful concept for you to use in your life.